This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. Hello and welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, and joining me today is David Lopez. He's the Senior Manager of Strategic Alliances for Education at ScreenBeam. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So today we're going to dive in and kind of explore uh, classroom technology design and how we've set up the classroom and whether or not we're using the classroom and the space that is available to its full potential, given the technology that's now entered the classroom and that is able to be used. So we're going to discuss all of that. But David, I want to start off here, just kind of dive back into the past. Technology has certainly come a long way since uh, the overhead projectors that were in classrooms that I remember when I was learning math as a kid and that sort of thing. But right. Have we really have we really branched out or, or gotten too far away from that idea of thinking? Just that the teacher is presenting something, it goes to the front of the classroom, that's where they stay. Has have we used technology to its fullest potential in that way? Well, as we we've talked about, um, you know, we have introduced technology, and and you'd be hard pressed to find a classroom nowadays with an overhead projector in it. That's correct. Um, and we've introduced a lot of different things over the years. And in my experience as a teacher um, and working at the, at the district level with implementing technology, yeah, things have changed quite a bit as far as the stuff that we've bought. But if we really think about how we use technology and how we're using the devices. Um, if a lot of people are honest, if they walk into a room and they plug in their computer to a screen or to a projector um, and they stand there in the front of the room and use their device, even if they're using a clicker, you know, and they're just clicking through a PowerPoint or they're standing at a lectern with their computer and explaining some things or playing something, it's really not that different than using an overhead projector. And that, to me, is, is a problem because we, we should be doing things differently um, instead of, you know, just finding a difference in that. Instead of standing at the front of the room getting ink on my elbow, I am standing at the front of the room, you know, with a computer. And uh, so that's a, there's a big shift that needs to take place uh, there. So- so, so when you go into these schools and you have these conversations, how do you help walk through uh, that conversation with schools or, or anybody else that are looking to modernize? Uh, sure. How do you help them understand how tech can help them reach their goals, but also how that then kind of changes uh, the way that the classroom should operate and maybe even be laid out? Sure. Um, so what, a big part of the, the conversation that I start with is this idea of being an agile teacher. Um, and it's a, it's a phrase that I've kind of coined called classroom agility. And if you look up that idea, the idea is that a teacher being able to move quickly and easily in the classroom and being able to do what they need to be doing, being agile in a classroom. And it's a powerful thing to be able to do, especially if you look at a kindergarten classroom, for example, the teacher is always active and always moving. And mm-hmm. as you move, but as you move into the, and it's a necessity for them. And as you move into second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way up to high school, you tend to lose a lot of that classroom agility. And part of that is that technology, as it's introduced more, it tends to stop a teacher from being agile because they feel like, oh, I have to stand by my desktop or I have to stand by the interactive flat panel or I have to stand by my laptop and control things there and my content is there so therefore that's where I have to stay 
Um, so we start with that part in explaining that to teachers and getting people to understand, okay, that's true. We do have a lot of that in our, in our classrooms. Then the second part I move into is really looking at what the modern classroom is and what it can, how it's defined and what the goals are for the district in getting teachers and getting students for ready for their college and career, being able to um, being able to provide them with the right types of solutions in the classroom to do that. Um, and then I look at, OK, so what kind of technology do you generally have? And so a lot of schools across the board will have um, a, a pretty good set of there's a pretty standard set of technology that you find in a lot of classrooms. So you find a, a laptop and you might find even a, another desktop that the teacher uses. Um, you also will find things like a document camera and a big uh, interactive whiteboard that maybe has uh, touch capabilities and all those, which are which are great tools. They can be. Um, and you'll find even on top of that, you'll find lots of cables and wires and maybe even the teacher has their own tablet and laptop or tablet device that they bring with them. But to connect all that stuff, then you have wires and cables and you have sometimes controllers on the wall mm -hmm. and they have to switch between all those devices. And so my 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 position that I take is in this day and age of of all this powerful devices that we carry around with us in our phones, in our tablet devices, in our laptops. Why are we still using all of this technology when you could come up with a solution and we have a solution that allows you to use really a single powerful teaching device that does everything all that other stuff does, but gives you the freedom to be able to move around the room and teach schools generally stop and think and say, really, you know, I didn't really think about that as an option and they thought well we're, we're painted into a corner with having to have all this stuff and that's where wireless display really starts to come into it because if you have a powerful teaching device you want to be able to have that kind of agility and that's that's how i start the conversation with a lot of districts to get them to see it a little bit differently that's a really good point, and I think that you you find as you get you know move into you know progressing in education, you know older and older age groups that that static nature of the teacher, like what you were discussing, almost gives permission for the students in the back of the class to pay less attention, and they almost take on like a certain mindset. So if you have a more agile teacher, don't you think you have kind of uh, maybe a more effective teacher, one that's able to then engage students that are sitting at the back of the class just as much as the kids that sit in the front row? Yeah, you're 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 speaking my language. So when I when I do a cons consultation on this, it's really about that. It's finding out, you know, we, we've there's been studies that students in the back, students uh, not in the but just in the back of the classroom, but students in general, um, are all suffering. A large percentage of students suffering from hearing loss. And so if you're always in the front of the room, and it's because of the advent of earbuds and headphones and that the fact that everybody's always wearing something like that. Mm -hmm. that. So if you're always in the front of the room, you've automatically lost the last half of your classroom because part of part of the reason is they just can't hear you. Um, but the other thing is, like you said, you, you, you're giving your permission to the students in the back of the classroom to know that, hey, I'm not coming back there when I'm using technology. I'm not. I'm going to be in the front of the room, and so you've also again you've lost their attention. So there's this concept in education called proximity control, and it's what allows a teacher to be teaching. Let's say they're not using any technology, but they're teaching in the front of the room and they're explaining something, and they notice that a couple of students are acting up, so they can move to the back of the room and without even saying anything, just that presence of the teacher. And this is this is all based on a larger set of classroom management skills, but the teacher should be able to walk to that 
part of the classroom and the students automatically say, hey, my teacher's coming over here. I need to be able to pay attention. But when you're using technology and you're stuck in the front of the room, you can't do that, uh, especially if you're plugged in or you're tethered to the screen. Um, and again, that does. You're exactly right. It does affect how your class is uh, reacting to you and how they're reacting with each other as well. So in addition to uh, these solutions needing to have that high level of functionality that allows them to um, to really engage students and kind of be the solution that, that works, you know, the wireless display solutions, mm -hmm. th there's also an acknowledgement that this technology has to be intuitive and easy for teachers to set up to use, right? Like that, that also has to be brought in because if the teacher has a hard time using it, they're, they're probably not actually going to utilize it and it's another piece of technology that goes... Uh, unused and kind of wasted. Yeah, so there's two parts to that that I think I, I, I think are important to look at. Number one is wireless display. You're right, it, it has been there and it's been around for a long time in different ways and shapes. And we actually, Action Tech and ScreenBeam, you know, we, we pioneered this technology um, of Miracast protocols with, uh, with Intel in the very beginning and looking at that as a solution. And, you know, but, but people have come along and said, oh, well, we can do that too, or we can add, you know, we can do it in a certain way. But the bottom line is it, we can add it into our screens or into our projectors. But the bottom line is those kinds of solutions are not a fully enterprise solution. And that's really where we come in is this is a manageable enterprise level solution to this. So you're not just worrying about and thinking this as a, you know, as a checkbox that's included in my, you know, my screen like I have at home. I mean, our classrooms are not the same as what we deal with at home. Um, it's a much different environment with wireless flying all over the place and you need a solution that you can support and manage as a, as a classroom. And then the second part that you said about being easy is that's exactly right. If teachers find a hurdle, get to a hurdle when they're using technology and it's something that they can't get over the first or maybe the second time, then they're done. And that, that's not all teachers, but that is a majority of, and, and that's, there's, there's good reason for that because they have students that are sitting there waiting for them to, you know, to do something and to teach and to interact. So if you're sitting there doing something, you know, and trying to click through or open an app or, you know, uh, go through all this process to get something connected, then you lost your students. Um, and so that's why ScreenBeam as an app-free solution that doesn't require any apps, that doesn't have something you gotta download to make it work. It's an it's a native connections across multiple operating systems. That's where it again, if you're already doing this on your phone or on your on your laptop, um, and you've already done it before, it's the same process. You're not having to teach anything new to make this work. Yeah, I think I think that's a big aspect of it because uh, I I don't know I, I'm if the classrooms that you're picturing are anything like the ones I was in as a kid uh, the you know thirty or so children that are in that classroom are not going to sit quietly and wait while the teacher you know is right. is figuring out the technology right. that's just not the nature of of classrooms that I've ever been in so yeah uh, exactly it, it's unlikely the kids are just going to sit patiently you know and quietly by uh, chaos generally ensues in those <laughs> moments yeah and that that's it is what happens so you have to be and, and again, nothing is perfect, right? Nothing is going to be a perfect solution. Um, but you you have to weigh also the, the value of what teachers get out of wireless display and enterprise solution like, like ScreenBeam. Um, I have been teaching, and I can, we've got 
on our on our website we've got tons of, of teacher experts that we have from all over the world that have been using our devices for years and they will tell you to a to a person that they will never go back to teaching plugged in again wow. uh, because it doesn't make any sense for them to do it it, it mm -hmm. and i i'm the same way i can i can count on on one hand and uh the number of times that i've had to plug in my device um because i either carry a screen beam around with me or i have one in my offices or where offices that i go to already have them that i've taught and i or i've presented plugged into a a, a cable Mm -hmm. it, and to me, it's as a teacher, especially it's intuitive, but even as just a regular presenter and doing a keynote speech or something like that, yeah, I have to be able to have that mobility. And if I'm stuck even in a conference room while I'm doing a presentation to the front of the room, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> if I'm yeah. standing up there. And it just, it, it should make sense because we stream video and audio to our phones every day. Most people do every single day why are we still plugging in our computers when we go into a classroom there's no reason for it uh, the technology is there and the, the the power is there the capability of our devices is there so you know that's where we are the industry leaders in this and that's where you know it's an important thing for districts to think about as what is my solution for this going forward it can't just be oh yeah it's included in my screen that i bought it's it doesn't you know it's not not the right solution what mm. we do is really provide them with a, a consistent solution for, to be able to use so and i think another aspect of this is you're totally right we're, we're streaming things and, and casting things from our phones you know and tablets and that sort of thing all the time and i'm shocked more and more at just how young kids are mm -hmm. um the, the young age at which kids are able to maneuver a, a tablet a a cell phone sure. you know all of these different things there's almost this expectation of of you know being um I guess technology, technologically stimulated in a way that if when they go to school, we're still doing things in a way that conveys almost the 1999, you know, technology, that, yeah. that there's almost like a loss of respect there or, or something like that, because kids these days are just so adept with these devices so early on. No, you're right. Um, and, and and that's one of the things that, that I've, I always encourage teachers, you know, when I, I taught and instructed our on technology and how to use it in the classroom is... You know, if you don't know how to do something, don't be afraid to ask a student, say, hey, can you help me do this? Because sure. chances are you're going to have someone in there. And, the, you know, that does, uh, it changes your whole dynamic. It, it allows yeah. you to be, okay, so I'm comfortable not knowing, but show, you know, show me how to do it. Or, you know, you're going to be my, my point person for that. And that gives a student a lot of confidence. It helps you know, it helps you to be able to get accomplished what you need to be able to accomplish. And um, that's, it is, there is certain expectations that students do have coming into a classroom. Um, and as a teacher, you, you, you want to be able to engage them. Um, you know, something as simple as, you know, when I have, I, I teach with a, a Surface device um, and, you know, I walk around and, and I turn on the camera and it's wirelessly showing, let's say I'm working with some students maybe, and they're working on some manipulatives or maybe they're working on a STEM project. And I want to be able to show the rest of the class what they're doing. I can turn on my camera on my, my device and hmm. stream it wirelessly to the front of the room. And the rest of the class can take a look, a close look at what these students are doing. 
And then because I'm I'm free to do that, because I have that kind of agility, I can turn hit record on my device and I can show everybody, I can talk about it, I can take that content after I'm finished and drop it into a, a OneNote notebook if I have that. Now I have that assessment saved for my students. But you've wowed your students by showing live video of what that group is doing to the rest of the class. And just those little wow factors, mm. even though it's small, it's something that students really latch onto and they want to say, oh, I want I want to show my stuff and I want to show you know what I'm doing. And, and it's those small things in, in the class that those kind of principles that have existed for a long time, but because we are stuck, because we are using technology, we often feel like I, I don't have a way to do that, or I have a, I, you know, I don't have the right way to do that that I want to. But this gives you the freedom to be able to do those kinds of things in your classroom as a teacher. Yeah, it provides that level of interactivity also with with your students that maybe isn't otherwise, you know, if you wanted to show an example, you'd be holding up a piece of paper maybe in the past. Yeah, but this yeah. Uh, really allows that interactivity and that, um, I, I guess, student-focused, really uh, effective learning methods uh, more so yes. than uh, what has been available in the past. Yeah, and I like another example is, uh, there's two examples, I guess. One is a teacher who doesn't have any... Uh, desks in her classroom and she moves in fact her teacher desk is mobile and she moves her desk all over the place because she has the freedom to be able to use her screen uh, screen beam and her her device wherever she is so in the one day she might be in the middle of the classroom the next day she might be in the front of the classroom she might be in the back you know the classroom or wherever and the students ask her she said they asked me where's your desk gonna be today um, and they don't have desks in of themselves. They've got couches and they've got some beanbag chairs and they've got some Adirondack chairs. And her classroom is, is no desks at all. And they have that, but she has the freedom to do that. You don't have to do that, but she has mm -hmm. the ability because she's not tied down to the front of the room. Um, and ScreenBeam gives her the capability to do that confidently every single day. Yeah. Not just, oh, well, it's working today. Uh, it might not be working the next day. Um, and those are the kinds of people that we see, you know, using this to the fullest that will never go back um, to that. And the second example would be a teacher who's up in Canada that I work with who, you know, he has his students write on their desks with dry erase markers. He doesn't have computers for all the students, but they mm -hmm. write on their desks and he'll take his device around and, you know, take a picture of their stuff and be showing a live view in the front of the room and then have the student take his, his, surf, his surface device or whatever and be able to write you know, on his screen from, from their desk. And that's, those are the kind of things that we're seeing Yeah, This is a new way and it's a different way of interacting, but you're getting more functionality out of your device as well. You're not only using 50% of it. Yeah. You're using yeah. all of it. And that, that idea of removing the desks and kind of having the students in different spots and moving, uh, moving the teacher's desk around is really, really interesting. And I'm curious just from your perspective as, you know, as a teacher and as someone that has worked with this technology, would you, do you advocate on a regular basis for, you know, kind of a radical redesign or a rethinking of the furniture in the classroom and how you can kind of set up the classroom to better... Uh, engage with students and then also to better utilize the technology at, at your disposal? Yeah, I, I definitely do. And it's it's really more of getting schools to look at a picture of a 19, let's say 1940s classroom. And if you look at that, what you're going to see is most likely going to be a you know black and white picture, 1930s, let's say 19, and you're going to see desks in rows and you're going to see a chalkboard in the front of the room. 
and you're going to see a teacher's desk in the front of the room. Well, go to your classroom now and take a pic. Go most of your classrooms now and take a picture of them, mm-hmm. and make one black and white. <laughs> make the color, and tell me the difference. Right? Show me the difference between that. Well, there there's not much of a difference. You may have a projector in the front of the room instead of a blackboard. You may have a screen in front of the room, but desks in rows sitting there in this, you know, military style, you know, which is where schools, you know, originated from that bell, bell rings, we have to move and, you know, everybody's desks in rows and things like that. We can't think about educating our students that way anymore. It just, that was a model that was for back then. And this, you know, students are different. Um, our facilities are different. Uh, the classrooms are, are very similar, I guess, in their size and shape, but that doesn't mean we can't redesign a classroom that utilizes the kind of technology we have available to us um, and maximizes the potential of that technology instead of just only using, like I said earlier, 50% of it. Um, now you're getting a better return on your investment when you buy a mobile device for the classroom than buy something that's going to give you a consistent use of that device that is its native environment. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's no reason why we, we shouldn't do that. Absolutely. Well, this has been a lot of fun to discuss, and I've really enjoyed getting to dive into this topic just to yeah. uh, kind of radically, uh, <laughs> you know, rethink how the classroom can and should work in a way that really does focus on the students and uh, utilizing these solutions um, from screen, uh, excuse me, from screen beam arc- yeah. uh, action tech. So it, yeah. that, that's been a really fun thing for me to get to explore, and I've enjoyed having the conversation, David. No, I really have too. And and like I said earlier, you know, we, we know that, um, you know, we, we've been around doing this for years and I guess like I said we pioneered this technology and what we want schools to recognize with what we are doing is that this is not a checkbox for us this is our you know this is our industry that we you know that we work in that we push the envelope in we change things every day we give you things like you know the ability to have wireless touch along with wireless display that it's an app free solution that it's a you know, it's an enterprise level solution that is also pushing the envelope of other capabilities, things like Classroom Commander, uh, being able to, you know, have multiple students connected all at one time so that they can all have wireless display as well. I mean, that's that's where, you know, you start at the first level with the teacher, but then now giving it to the students with Classroom Commander, mm. giving them the capability of doing that is the, really the where we, we see everybody needing to be as well. Because now it's not just me as a teacher sharing my screen. It's me as a teacher being able to say, hey, you know, Tyler, I want you to share your work that you're doing. I'm going to press a button and instantly your screen is in the front of the room and you can now share what you have done and that does really shift that's that's where the big shift starts to happen when students recognize that they're being empowered and the teacher's not doing it just to watch their screens they're doing it because they want to collaborate with the students they want to share they want the student to teach they don't want to be the sage on the stage this teacher wants to be the guide on the side and that's really where we we should be so I really appreciate the time to be able to talk about this because I could talk about it for for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, like I love the idea of the classroom of the future and what what that could look like now. You know, yeah. I, I think a lot of times people think of, oh, that sounds you know too futuristic and too outside the box for me. But really, it's it's available and it's it's easy it's easily done and implemented these days. It, it is. just takes a little bit uh, a little bit of courage and uh, some technological help from from ScreenBeam and, and that that to me is an exciting aspect of things. Yeah, and it's a simple thing, and it's not, you know, you're you're 
if we had to break it down, let's just look at a classroom and look at all the stuff that's in a classroom, and then let's just clean it all out, and let's hang a screen on the wall and put a screen beam next to it. No cabling, no wiring, no Ethernet cables to run, no HDMI cables to run. You just need power and a screen beam and a screen. And you're done with your classroom setup. And then give the teacher and the students the right kind of devices to be mm -hmm. able to make that work. And that's it. You, 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 now you've saved yourself. You've even saved yourself thousands of dollars in cabling and wiring alone. Sure, sure. And, you know, that's it. And so we shouldn't be talking any more about this. It should be, okay, this is our solution. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah. And, and then build your classroom from there however yeah, works exactly, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that that's exciting to me. So, um, man, well, David, keep up the great work. It was great getting the chance to talk about this today, and uh, hopefully we get to do it again in the future. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. For more content just like this, head over to marketscale.com, click on Industries at the top of the page, and then scroll down to the industry of your choosing. It could be EdTech like this podcast. It could be Software and Technology. It could be AEC, Building Management. We have a ton of industries for you to choose from there. So go there, check out all of the great content MarketScale has, and uh, learn something new, you know, find something that uh, excites you, anything along those lines. We'll be back soon with another episode of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. <laughs>